Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Now you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. Die, never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up Elijah Muhammad Muhammad Ali. Sir, I come out come now, man. What about me? Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Now you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. Die, never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up Elijah Muhammad Muhammad Ali. Sir, I come out come now, man. What about me? Be willing to die so that we can be free. Now, if we don't produce, man, what we gon' eat? What we gon' eat, yeah, man, what we gon' eat? What we gon' do if they cut off the street? If they block off them trucks, tell me what you gon' eat? What you gon' drink? See what I mean? What you gon' do? What I'ma do? I'ma stomach some food. Don't be a fool. That's fire car and lead. I'm in tune. Stay in the street. Change a couple goons. I'm pushing the words. Say I'm pushing the message. I'm blessing the game. Allah already blessed me. Find a car new cause we got you. Can't lose. Only two dollars. Get news you can use. Heaven or hell. Those conditions you choose. Come to the mosque. These are things we can prove. Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Now you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. Die. Never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up. Elijah Muhammad Muhammad Ali Farrah come out come now man what about me? Get your money man, get your bread up Gotta do for yourself, know you fed up Get your study on, all praise be to God Stay red up, die, never let up Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about Build heaven on earth, gotta catch up Elijah Muhammad Muhammad Ali Farrah come out come now man what about me? I was shooting sports, now I'm shooting movies Divine dreams, got a couple groupies Ignore my text, see a chance to make some money Hit me up, see how you do me But I ain't tripping, I'ma play it cool Act dumb, I'ma Play a fool, a wise man said a wise man he can play a fool and ain't fooling you. Look at this y'all, can y'all see that we slaves doing that job? Let you know that we hate just so that we can get paid. Paying this girl to get laid, gonna end up six feet in the grave. See like we going insane, yeah man, I'm feeling your pain. When are we going to change? When are we going to change? When are we going to change? Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Know you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. Die, never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what. I'm about build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up Elijah Muhammad Muhammad Ali. Farrah come out come now, man. What about me? Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do it for yourself. Know you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. Die, never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up Elijah Muhammad Muhammad Ali. Farrah come out come now, man. What about me? Let me know where y'all from in the comment section. We still waiting on, waiting, waiting on him to tune in with this video. All right, so welcome to the Brother Ben X podcast, man. We got uh, Brother Tahaka Bay on. We're going to be talking about the importance of the census. I know 10 years ago, I was, uh, shoot, I don't know how old I was or how young I was, so I didn't even know nothing about the census or what it was. Uh, but as I saw them kind of, um, you know, making videos about the census, and then I actually just seen an article, uh, not an article, but a, a commercial today about the importance of the of the census. And somebody reached out to me uh, a couple of days ago about that as well, like, you know, uh, that determines how much money you're going to get. It determines how what they're going to do in the city. So I said, man, let me just go ahead because I seen them go live on it uh, maybe last week or two about the census. So we're going to be 
uh, talking about the census, the importance of it, why we should participate in it. What if we don't uh, participate in it? Things of that nature. So before we get into that, kind of going to your background and uh, who you are. All right, so peace. First and foremost, let me rise and give praise to the great God of the universe, Allah. And when I talk about Allah, I'm talking about the infinite being. I'm talking about that Allah that's within me, that's within you, that's with that's within everything up in existence. I'm talking about that G-O-D in you. That's the Allah I'm talking about. I'm talking about that supreme power, that supreme force that resides in us. I give praise to that, to that universal energy. I got to be I got to be clear on this because people be thinking that <laughs> most Americans are into some cultish, foolish nonsense. Now, we're talking about God body in the purest form. This is the lessons of the Prophet Noble Ali. So I give praise to Allah for that. And I give honor to our Prophet Noble Ali for bringing us this infinite wisdom to understand that we are a representation of God. And in the purest form, we demonstrate it to the purest degree. So I give honor to Prophet Noble Ali and I give honor to each and every one of the brothers and sisters that's in here tonight. I'm live on Facebook now. So on Facebook, if you are interested and my understanding of the census, come on over to Brother Ben X podcast because we're going to get into a serious conversation about this, of the significance of that. So come on over to that. And I'd like to give honor to your uh, to uh, uh, the Brother Ben X um, audience out there uh, for tuning in. Um, and hopefully we can share some information that is uh, critical to our understanding on how the census work and whether it benefits us or not. And I'd be remiss if I did not. Uh, first and foremost, on Brother Ben X channel to extend uh, uh, my deepest apology if I offended anybody. I did a, a show on Morse World TV uh, with this guy from Atlanta, and I feel as though uh, the guy was a kind of a, ch- a clout chaser. And because he was a clout chaser, he kind of, uh, uh, you know, he threw it up in the air. And, you know, back in the day, we used to play man. We used to call it man, get it. They throw the ball in the air and whoever catch it, you run with it. And then everybody try to tackle you. Well, he threw the ball in the air talking about the prophet Noble Drew Ali. Uh, and in the process, I caught the ball. I ran with it. He didn't tackle me, but I ultimately uh, put a lot of people into a foolish situation, people that I love and people that I care for, and that's brothers in the, uh, in the nation of Islam. And uh, 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 most importantly, uh, speaking of brothers like Ben X, even though me and Ben X went back and forth a couple times on some topics, that's still my brother, no no, no matter what. Uh, my brother Troy, um, uh, 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 my brother uh, uh, Reza Islam, I, I, I have a high regard and respect for these brothers. Uh, and I can go on and on, so I wanted to just extend my apologies uh, uh, if I offended anybody and that presentation that followed the teachings of the Honorable uh, Elijah Muhammad and Master Farah Muhammad, as well as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. That's just the right thing to do. And um, and not only is the right thing to do, and I employ people to always do the right thing, you know, because uh, some people clout chase on social media and through that clout chasing, they try to make themselves relevant so their clout chase to give themselves position and platform. And um, I, I I didn't mean to give the brother a platform. And from this day forward, he don't get no platform. Um, and if anybody ever seen the presentation, they will understand why. He brought no substance, uh, but a whole bunch of 
uh, miscellaneous nonsense. And I'm coming with all of these bullets from under the under the uh, bed, all in the back of the trunk. And this guy playing games for clout chasing. So, uh, again, I extend my apology for that. But again, if you want um, Facebook, come on over to uh, Brother Ben X uh, and let's talk about this, especially Moorish Americans. Moorish Americans need to have a clear concept because you say that you are an American citizen. That's what you say. And if you are an American citizen and the census is a part of the American system, you need to know if and does it benefit you to participate. And so with that being said, I'm going to X out here. I yield the floor to Brother Ben X and we can get this started. Peace and love, family. Come on over to Brother Ben X podcast, our YouTube channel. Peace and love. And so uh, one of the things that I like to do on the podcast is, you know, a lot of people give a lot of information. Uh, A lot of people give a lot of um, uh, um, facts, things of that nature, that which we can also find in, in a book or we can Google and we can be looking at the screen as we are presenting to the people. And so the reason I like to uh, be a little different on the podcast is because a lot of channels do that. So I, w- I like for people to get to know the actual person um, right. that's behind it uh, so they can fall in love, not necessarily fall in love, but get to know who you are. So tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, what was your dreams growing up? What was your, your, your dream okay. career growing up? Things of that nature. Hey, Ben, man, listen, I'm going to put a book out soon. I got a very unique story, Uh, but I will I will chop and screw. See, you from Texas, so you know what chop and screw. I'm going to chop and screw it just a little bit. Shout out to DJ Screw. So um, so me growing up, brother, I grew up right outside of Baltimore in a place in the capital of Maryland called Annapolis, Maryland. Um, And and there was a little uh, pocket of tough guys and street, but you know, you know how it is. Um, but as I got older, I, I moved to Baltimore. I think I was kind of, I was kind of drawn to Baltimore, uh, because Baltimore was about my speed, if you will. Um, but nevertheless, I joined the Morris Science Temple of America in 1990. And when I joined, like I said, I'm a chop and screw it. Y'all going to get the real book. People who know me know my story, but I don't want to put it out yet because it's a very, it's a very, it's, it's a, it's a, it's one of them stories that it got drama. It got love. It got a little bit now, of everything. Now as a social media, I'm hearing the echo. Hearing the echo. You got to You got to speak on something. Uh, I shouldn't. Let me yeah, see. As I'm hearing, I'm, I'm hearing myself. Oh, you know what? I sure do. My bad. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, everything good. Now, I don't hear echo no more. Hold on, hold on. I know what I got to do. Let me put on my headphones. Oh, you can't hear me? Not if I cut the speaker off. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, man. Let me know where y'all are from in the chat room, man, while he get that together. Let me know where you're from, where you're tuning in from. Uh, but what I was going to say, as someone who teaches marketing uh, in this digital world, uh, I'm not telling you this so that you can give us everything, but I will say this. If you hold back, that's not going to make people want to buy the book. The more value that you give and the more you put your story out, that's what's going to actually make them trust you enough to go actually and buy the book by you sharing the story, not by you holding it back. So I'm not saying well, that so you can put out everything, well, but I just want well, you no, to... It's just, 
The time ain't right yet. Right. When the time is right, the wine is right. I treat you right, Biggie Smalls. Yeah, but you don't got to go into detail, but I just want to no, know. You no, know. but I, I am going to give you some background. Pardon me. Um, uh, I joined the Morris Science Temple of America in 1990. So how, old, how old was you at this time? Uh, in 1990, I was about 18. 18, okay. 17 or 18, yeah. Um, and I joined in 1990 under uh, a brother named Hayes Sample Bay here in Baltimore. He's still here today. Everybody know him. He's still here today. Um, and it's, it, it was considered to be, it was an organization called the Home Office, Home Communications Office of the Morris Science Temple of America. And they was a, a, an extension of what they were called the Resurrection Morris Science Temple of America, which a little bit different from what I'm into now. Um and coming in, coming through the ranks, I've always uh, pride myself. If so, so I in the street part, I got a little bit street in me, you know. And if I was in the streets, I'm telling you, I'm going all out. I ain't playing. It is what it is. If 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 I'm in the streets, ain't no halfway with it. I'm going all the way with it. So I'm the same way with. Morris science or Islamism. So when I got into it, I got into it wholeheartedly to go all the way with it. And I begin to see that the teachers of the prophet Noble Drew Ali was com somewhat in conflict with what I was being taught. And so throughout the years, I wrestled with myself of where is the teachers of the prophet Noble Drew Ali? Because I'm hearing pieces of it, but I'm not really getting the whole thing. But at this time in Baltimore, the Resurrection Morris Science Temple of America was the only show in town. The Morris Science Temple of America had been, um, had taken a hit so bad in 1929 that uh, brothers like you, I'm pretty sure without social media, you probably wouldn't have never heard of it. Many people probably would have never heard of it if it wasn't for social media, but that's how bad the hit was. But anyway, through the 90s, I come up through the ranks studying, 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 uh, and I come to find out that something was missing. Um, and in the early 2000s, I ran into, uh, maybe in the somewhat early, mid-2000s, I ran into a brother named Sheik R. Edwards L. And throughout the years of study going through the ranks, um, I had some material, some literature from him. And... I seen a brother on the corner and he was just teaching. And I haven't seen that from a more than a long time. And it wasn't all it was there. It was a brother of his temple named Kay Cunningham L. And he was teaching in the hood. I mean, it was like by it was like by a, a methadone clinic. I'm like, bro, this dude looked like the prophet. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never seen this before in Baltimore. Never. I'm like, this dude, this is what I was reading about. This is what I was reading about. So I walked up to him. I introduced myself. And he said, yeah, I'm in the temple. I'm I'm under all of his L. And we got temple over such and such. And after all the temples I done went through, all the temples I was offered, because people knew me very well. But all the temples I was offered, I was like, yeah, this one I, I, I'm ready to rock with. Other than that, I was teaching in my house. You know, this is like the old Nation of Islam days and the old Morsai Temple days. I was teaching, teaching my children in my house. Like, my children, they good to go. I was giving it to them raw. But anyway, when I joined this temple, I was like, man, that's our Ewazel. And I went through my, uh, my old literature, and I found 
uh, this old piece of literature that R. Ebersil had typed up in the 80s. And I've held on to it since the 90s. And from that point on, I was like, this is it. This is it. And not necessarily my brother, Sheik R. Ebersil, but I knew that I was on to something. And, and by default, uh, he was under the leadership of David Baliel, who... If people in the Morris Science Tip of America, they understand that David Belial is the grandson of a brother named Emiliel. And Emiliel was the one who was appointed to run the movement in the absence of the prophet. He was appointed to take over the movement. Um, and from that, uh, he would always say, brother, you need to go to Chicago. I'm like, man, I'm trying to go to these streets. You need to go to Chicago. Man, I'm trying to go to these streets. And. It was it was it was a rough time. It was a rough time, per se, because many people in the Morris Science Temple of America at this time didn't have a street team. They didn't have a street game, if you will. You know, we used to see him in Baltimore. We used to see him NOI in the projects. We used to see him at Murphy Home Projects and Lafayette Projects, Bean Pies all around. All the brothers in the nation know me real good. I mean, anybody in brothers in the nation, uh, Carlos Muhammad, they know me real well. Because I was one of the only ones with a fez on, rocking out like this. But anyway, but but in groups, you just didn't see that. And so I was pushing that. And the brother kept saying, you got to go to Chicago. Long story short, uh, I ultimately went to Chicago in 2015. And uh, David Baliel, uh, I didn't go up there to go and be certified of anything. Um, David Baliel, uh, which was the Supreme Grand Sheik. Um, honor to Brother David Baliel. He seen something about me and said he was going to initiate me in the ADAP chamber. And the ADAP chamber is an elevation from uh, mere member. Uh, it's kind of like in the Nation of Islam, student minister. You know, he elevated me. And, um, and from there, maybe about a year later, I was also elevated into a divine minister uh, of the teachings of the Prophet Noble Drew Ali. And, um, this is the part that that brings me to where I'm at now. Um, it seems like after that elevation, I begin to study and I begin to peel back layers. And I'm still saying that this is not the movement that the Prophet Noble Drew Ali brought. It's just not like what can we do to make it the movement that Prophet Noble Drew Ali brought? See, people don't understand that the time frame and where Prophet Noble Drew Ali's success was uh, real high. It was a three year period. It was like from 26, 26, 27, and 28. Those three years, Prophet Noble Drew Ali went from standing in a, a parking lot to a, a, a million-dollar religious corporation. And he willed all power wherever there was a temple at. You know, they were, the politicians was trying to influence him to get his numbers to help them get somewhere. You know, all the businesses that was uh, flourishing in the communities were mostly Moorish businesses. And much of this information had been lost. I never knew a lot of this stuff in the 90s. I never knew. I knew bits and pieces. But being introduced to Bailey Hill uh, gave me a whole new insight. Why? Because he ultimately had a lot of, uh, if you will, paperwork and paperwork he actually had a lot of documented history from the time of the prophet and so i was able to see clearly 
what the prophet movement was all about because of because of David Baliel, the son of uh, the grandson of Edward Baliel. He had just so much like he had like when somebody says something, uh, one of the arguments in the Morris Science Temple of America is that. Uh, Prophet Noble Drew Ali said we are part and parcel and they say parcel mean that this is our land. I mean, you heard all that before, but in the, in the um, divine constitution and bylaws, it says partial. Now, all throughout the 80s, nobody couldn't really stand on that. But because of David Baliel, he gives you original uh, divine constitution and bylaw, not one that is printed and duplicated and made up like this. This, but he gives you a real one that was with the time of the prophet. So now we're able to see exactly what the prophet had. And so with that being said, where I'm at today is right here. It's time for us to put the prophet movement on the ground. And so uh, with the blessing of, uh, of Baliel, I started what was the, um, the Moore Science Temple of America virtual temple. And the virtual temple was basically an auxiliary of my temple. I had a temple under David Baliel and uh, a warrant of authority here in Baltimore. I actually had two. And I wanted to uh, just 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 as you are tapping into the, this electrified age of technology, I wanted to tap into it also, you know, because and I'm going to tell you the truth. Before I tapped into it, it wasn't many mores uh, from the temple tapping into this, you know. Um, and I wanted to tap into it and utilize it to the extreme uh, to bring the teachings of the Prophet Noble Drew Ali to the public. Now, in doing that, I had to cut through a lot of weeds because it's a lot of misinformation out there. The sovereign citizen Moors has outworked us, period, point blank. They didn't outworked us. When Taj Tariq go live, he got 600 people waiting to hear this misinformation of the Prophet Noble Drew Ali. If I go live, I might get a hundred. And that's not because they got good information. It's because they outworked us. He's been doing this since the 1980s. But anyway, long story short, um, David Baliel uh, uh, was a blessing to me because I began to see what the movement actually looked like. And so where I'm at now is putting the prophet movement on the ground the same way that the prophet had it, where every temple should have a business and a school connected to it or the intentions to have that. You follow what I'm saying? Like my, my baby, my baby won't be going to no public school. It ain't happening. No, no. The oppressor is not going to be uh, grooming my baby. It ain't happening. You know, um, uh, uh, I, I have a business. I work for myself, you know, um, and I inspire and, and aspire to have Every member of the Morris Science Temple of America getting out of or getting off of the the, the hamster wheel of this European uh, saving power that they think he has because he doesn't. He doesn't have any saving power, you know, but we believe that if and I, I was watching one of your shows on IG one time where you was talking to a sister and unfortunately, I hope that you got through to her. But it was so unfortunate to see that. She wanted to be in the ranks with the European. And it was very unfortunate that she didn't see that she was greater than them. And I'm not saying this as a, 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 a racial hatred type of thing, but no, we are the greatest thing that ever touched foot on earth. But we need to see ourselves like that. And so in closing, 
the Morris Science Temple of America had established itself as a powerhouse everywhere that it went, whether it was in Chicago with 3,000 members, if it was in Detroit with 4,000 members, Pine Bluff, Michigan, Ohio, wherever they went, Baltimore, they were just successful in business, they were successful in education, and they were just successful in everything that they endeavored to do. But today, the best thing that we are doing now is some good old talk. And that's what that's where I'm against. I'm against the talk game. Like to me right now, this is not an era for the scholar. This is an era for the worker. Either we're going to work and put this on the ground or, or, or we just going to suffer, going punch a clock for the European for the rest of our days and train our children to do the same. Period. At the, so age, I, at the I, age of 18, what was it that uh, persuaded you or led you to join the actual oh, group? Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market, and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS Tribe. The ABS Tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com, www.whatisabstribe.com. Oh, brother Ben, I like this bit. Ben, I used to rap. You know what I'm saying? I still be messing with it now. Oh, my goodness. Brother, I used to battle everybody in the hood. Yeah, I was mean. Oh, my goodness. And a brother walked up to me and said to me, he said, brother, why are you calling everybody a igger? Calling a sister a B? Because I was, I was grimy. I'm like, I'm going to talk about in a battle. Oh, I'm all up on your mother. Your, oh, I was, you know, like on smack. Oh, my goodness. I was low down, you know, and the brother's like, he's like, bro, you, you, you can spit, but do you got to go like that? And I hardly ever lose. I hardly ever lost. And the brother gave me a piece of paper. And on this piece of paper, it was, it was, it was, uh, the piece of paper was a piece of literature from Prophet Noble Drew Ali. And it was an article out of the Moorish Guide. And it, it the article was called, What Shall We Call Him? And in this article, What Shall We Call Him? It was said that, matter of fact, let me, let me just read a little tad bit out of it if I have it. I don't think I have it on hand. But um, in that article, it says that, that the European gave himself a name and made it superior over the name that he gave us. And this name was white. And then he gave us a name and then he defined it. And he defined it as something less than the name he gave himself. And that name was black. And he, and, and he went on and on how this European demonized this term black. This is why me and you can rock out. Because I'm not the more 
that demonizes the term black because I know that the European demonized the term black. Prophet Noble Drali didn't demonize the term black. What he said was he they they gave us this name and they defined it. They defined it. Prophet Noble Drew Ali didn't say he defined it. He said they defined it and they defined it as something uh, uh, below the term that they gave themselves. And so that right there caught me. And then when you start looking at in this in this article, it, it just opened up so many doors. And in this articles, this article, brother, it was just so profound to just look at how all the people around the world identify with a land, a geographical location. All people around the world. If you look at the uh, the Chinese people, they come from China. And many people heard this argument before. And you look at uh, somebody from Africa. They don't call themselves African-American. They call themselves by the country in which they come, Nigerian. Um, and this is good for this conversation about the census, too. Um, but wherever you go. Poland, any country in Africa, they come here, they be Kenyan, a Nigerian, the Chinese, French, Pakistani, all of these are lands. And Prophet Noble Drew Ali, it was so profound to me that in the 20s that this brother pointed out that we were the only one that wasn't defined by a geographical location or a, a history associated with that geographical location. I found that to be profound. Because we're coming out, he born in 18, uh, uh, 1886. This is fresh out of slavery. And this mind, born in the state of North Carolina, is telling me that everybody around the world defines themselves by a geographical location. And there's a history that comes with that geographical location. And we are the only one on the planet Earth who is not defined or we think we're not defined by geographical location and a specific history to go with it. I thought that was profound. And mind you, when I when I read that demonstration, I went and uh, tried to write a song. I couldn't write it. Um, I was so used to mother effort is kiss my dad and I was so I was so into that. I couldn't write it. But I know what? I wanted to find that brother and get some more of that information. And that's how I joined the Morris Science Temple of America. That's Indeed. how I joined. Yes, sir. So let's get right into the census. We, got, the, we got a good background. So for those who don't know, uh, what is the census exactly? So basically, every 10 years, the United States, they go and take count to see. And I'm going to keep it a buck. They go and take inventory. <laughs> the census is just like inventory. Every single human being on the face of the earth is pretty much a commodity. But now let's shrink that commodity into the United States. Every one of us is a commodity. The Prophet Noble Drali used the terminology that more as you are rich. In other words, you are worth something. Even if you are worth nothing to yourself, you're worth something to somebody. And so this government takes inventory every 10 years to see what they have to barter with. First thing we got to understand is about bartering. 
What are we talking about? This is levels to this. Shout out to Meek Mill. There's levels to this. The first bartering is, is if the census say I have 12, let's put it on a small scale, 12 million people. And the United States need a loan from China. Out of them 12 million, they actually can find out how many are working, how many paying taxes, and how much money can go back to pay this loan back, this billion dollar loan from China, how long it can take, and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just putting it on a small scale so people can understand that first and foremost, the census is inventory. Let's not be fooled. That's number one. And every 10 years, the government has to take its inventory. Inventory. Government is business. Let's not be fooled about this. Like a lot of Moorish, um, a lot of uh, a sovereign type of Moors, uh, Moorish nationals, they would say, uh, the government is, 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 is a corporation. Absolutely. You're not saying nothing we don't know. Of course it is. Not saying we nothing we don't know. But with every corporation, there's always an inventory time. It got to be. Or the corporation going to fail. And so every 10 years, that's this inventory. But within this inventory, there's layers that possibly can benefit the citizen if they understand how it works. Possibly. Now, us, we got a little road, we got a little hill to climb for it to truly benefit us. But that doesn't change the fact that it can in a very short period of time but it's going to take some unity and we're going to talk about that in a minute. So what's some of the things that they ask uh, on the census and why? Well, well, you know what? To make this easy, I'm going to pull it up real quick. So I don't. Um, so I do not uh, murder uh, uh, the message because I want to say I want to put it clear and I'm pulling it up right now. Will it be so able to I'm, show up on? Are you going to you trying to show some or are you just going to read? No, it? I don't have to show it. Okay. I don't have to show it. I'm just going to read it. It's OK. Um, so on the census, some of the questions that are asked are very straight to the point questions. So one of the questions is. Um, one of the questions that we wrestled with in the Morris Science Temple of America, we'll get on that in a minute, but. One of the questions is, what is the person's race? Uh, what is the person's income? Uh, how many people live in your house? Uh, how long um, you've lived in this area, et cetera, et cetera. Just basic questions like that. But one of the questions that, um, that really put the Moors into a crunch was the race question. You know how Moors get with that black thing? You know, <laughs> that race question, it got to it got to put a rug underneath for some people. So but we so so let me let me go back real quick. We so we organize as the Morris Science Temple of America, styled as the noble temples. In other words, uh, I felt as though that the prophets movement was not what the prophet left, no matter where it's called the Morris Science Temple of America. Um it's just not there. And so because I know what it looked like and I know people that know what it looked like, uh, we're going to put this on the ground. And in doing so, we had already last year decided 
what we were going to put on a census. The caveat to that is two months before the census was going to be released and they began to promote it hard in the media, which was like February, all the moors on social media in an uproar. What should we call our race? Now, on the race in the census, it says uh, you can check white. You can check black or African-American. You can check American Indian. You can check Chinese or you can check some other race. And I'll get into all that in a minute. And so. All year long, you never heard anything about the census. We actually had two meetings about how we're going to move on the census and in and, and the organization that I'm spearheading. Um, but everywhere else, you never heard anything about it until two months. So come February, everybody's in an uproar. And unfortunately, a lot of people that I held in high regard as an authority on Morris Science, they were saying the wrong things at the wrong time. They just were saying the wrong things at the wrong time. And because they were saying the wrong things at the wrong time, it seems as if that I was attacking them. Benex, you know my style. If I'm all pumped up, like right now, I'm calm. I want to get this message out. But if I'm all pumped up and I'm like, no, you, they, they, they like, oh, he attacking me. He attacking me. Where in fact, I'm pretty much saying the same message, but I'm just using a different tone. I get it. We in social media. I get it. But nevertheless, Moore's decided that they wanted to put black on the census. But this brings us to the point of how important the census is. You know, this brings us to the point of how important the census is. And so my argument was we not putting black on the census because that's not what our race is. It's just not according to the teachers of the prophet Noble Dralee. Now, if you're not a member of the Morris Science Temple of America, I wouldn't expect you to um, to align yourself with that school of thought. But when you say that you follow the teachers of the prophet Noble Dralee, that you are a Moorish American especially a Moorish American Muslim, if you say that, then there's a certain standard that you must uphold. Whether you understand it or like it or not, there's a certain standard that you must uphold. And that's what we're going to get into today. So uh, why? Remember, the question was why? The question that they asked and why. So why do they ask about race? Why do they ask about, you know, some of the things that you name? Well, in fact, this is the reason. The reason why they asked about race is uh, it's this idea that according to the population, they are going to redistribute the wealth. We know that's not always true. We know that's not always true. Now, you can get access to the wealth, but they're not going to redistribute the wealth in the way that you think. That's propaganda. So what they ask is they ask this race to see if you them now they may have ulterior motives too. Let's not forget that. You know, the European has never been straight and direct with us. That's clear. But the, the idea is, is that if you have a a, 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 a hundred thousand people in Chinatown, and these hundred thousand people are subscribing to Chinese, you know, and their race is quote unquote Asian then 
that district in which they're in, they can be afforded certain amount of finances to make sure that that district is ran and taken care of for the Asian people or population of that district. So the, the Asian would have a say so and what the distribution of the money that comes into that district, what happens to it. If, if, if you got little Italy, the same way. If you just got regular, quote unquote, black folks, regular, quote unquote, black folks in a certain area, and they say, okay, African-Americans here, African-Americans there. The problem is, it doesn't happen in the same way that it would happen for the Chinese or for the Italian because the quote unquote black person don't have a spokesman or a representative to speak in their behalf. So guess what? The jackleg bootleg politicians take the finances that the numbers have called for that area and they redistribute it amongst themselves and investing into the businesses to help enhance or inflate their incomes mm. but when the people but when the people have a representative to speak in their behalf and we're going to talk about that to speak in their behalf then they begin to have access to the gold the silver and the commerce and everything that runs a society politicians manage people's money that's all they do people get caught up on policy but they miss the bag See, one thing about the streets teach you, follow the money. Follow the money. While you worrying about policy and you fighting the policy, look where the bag is. Once you can find where the bag is, then you can begin to look at policy and you can become the power instead of fight the power. But if you don't know what the bag is, the first thing you should be looking for, you know, in the hood, let's do it. Let's give it. Let's keep it a buck. You in Texas right now, um, you know that uh, uh, I just seen, I, I think it was Boss Hog. Man, he had some rims and Paul Wall. Man, them spokes was out like this long. I said, good goodness of gracious. But you know what that tell me? That tell me they got the bag. Whether they do or not, they got the bag. Now, once you see the bag, if they into music or they dope dealing or if they writing books or making movies, guess what? You know where the bag is, so you have a reference point to try to get involved so you can get access to the bag. Politics the same way. Find the bag, then you find the entry and the access point so you can have access to the bag or you can strategize to get involved to get the bag. It's about, the, we talk about that money. That's what, that's what it's all about with politics. If you ain't about money, don't deal with politics. So with, so with that being said, would you say that it's irrelevant to uh, get in the census if we don't have somebody in there to represent us? I won't I won't say that. So let me give it to you from a Moorish American perspective. So here in Baltimore, I, for the last few years, I've been promoting this idea of a Moorish village. And the Moorish village is the concept on the same line of Little Italy, uh, on the same lines of Chinatown. Um, little Africa or what have you. Now, the idea is in this area called Harlem Park. And Harlem Park is where Freddie Gray was uh, murdered by the police. And after the Freddie Gray uh, murder and the riots, 
um, Harlem Park became pretty much desolate. You know, it's still people in there, but it's pretty much quiet now. You know, they did a clean sweep up in there. And I think they did a clean sweep for for reasons, um, you know, to to uh, regentrificate that area. But nevertheless, um, in that area from um, from one corner of Emerson Avenue all the way up to North Avenue in that area is it's pretty much prime real estate. It's close to downtown. It's, 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 it's nice. And so my idea was, listen. Let's start off. Let's get one building. Let's get two building. Let's get three, four, five. And let's let's get the whole block and let's begin to get our people in tune with supporting the political concept of the Morris Science Temple of America. Now, the political concept of the Morris Science Temple of America is this. You don't have to join the Morris Science Temple of America. But what we need you to do is support us to get in your money. If you smoke blunts, you pay a tax on that blunt. If you pop bottles, you pay a tax on that bottle. You buy pampers, diapers. What are they doing with your money? You don't know. Let me tell you, we know what they're doing with it. What they're doing is they shifting it to somebody else that goes and make a request for it because it's sitting in a, a bank account and it's not moving. So when once it is allotted to whatever it's allotted to, anything that's over, somebody say, OK, we need to redistribute this. And because we don't have a representative, again, it's not redistributed. This is why our neighborhoods are ran down. One of the reasons that our neighborhoods are ran down is because no one in our crooked uh, uh, Asiatic so-called black politicians are taking the money and they making deals, dark room deals. But in fact, the Moorish Village concept is we get everybody in the hood. Hey, yo, my man. Yeah, right there. Hey, 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 sis, come here for a minute. I need you sign this. You know, we need you to be here on this date. What's your number? Which, let me text you. I need, I need to get you here on this date. When we get the proper amount of numbers now in the district, say if we in District 12, in any inner city, most importantly, Baltimore City, 1,200 signatures is money. Why? Because it represents voters. You follow me? Here in Baltimore, now you can vote if you've been a felon. <laughs> yeah. So this represents money. So now how do you get the money? So in each district, and this is what the census is all about, in each district, it's represented by uh, a, a council person. But you also have a congressional district. This is where the money really get into play. In the congressional district, you have someone who represents that congressional district from Congress. In the neighborhood I was in, it was Elijah Cummings. This is the guy that he recently uh, passed, right? He recently passed. R.I.P. to Elijah Cummings. This is the guy that uh, Trump. Was, was was talking about the rats and all of that. So it's Elijah Cummings. So Elijah Cummings, let me give you a little bit sidebar. Elijah Cummings, he did a lot for, you know, the area of what he could do with his state of mind and age. You know, he ain't in the hood. You know what I mean? He, you don't know. But imagine if we came with 1,200 people, a representative, and said, Brother Elijah, listen, You've been doing a wonderful job. 
Long story short, if you want your job, you got to change the way you're doing business. These 12 signatures right here, 1,200, it's your job or what you're trying to do. Because these same 12 signatures can put anybody in that seat. Because that's how bad we don't vote. Can put anybody in the seat. We can break the vote in half. We see it all the time in politics. So this is a whole different game as we're talking about religion and as we're talking about economics. We're in the economics and the political area. This is real civics right here. And so in the Moorish Village, we're saying if we can get 1,200, 1,500, 2,000 people to ride with the Grand Sheik and his cabinet to represent our people, we get access to the bag. Now, what did the census have to do with that? In the census, they ask you, what is your race? Prophet Noble Drali teaches us our race is Asiatic. You had a brother on the show that said they try to use the race to, uh, uh, okay, here it is. They try to use the race to try to get people to recognize them as Asiatic. No, that's not what we're doing. If a prophet of God tells us that our race is Asiatic, that's who we are. So wherever we go, where the question asks is race, we put race on there, period. Wherever, if it's school, if it's the doctors, if it's the census, it doesn't matter. If we say that we believe and have confidence and faith that our race is Asiatic, that's all you get. You don't get no more. We don't compromise. But now check this out. You get 5,000 people to write in other, not black, but other, Asiatic, Moorish, on other. What happens is somebody will be looking, who is this Asiatic Moorish? This is how you establish yourself in the political arena. This is the same way the prophet Noble Drali did. He said, we have 3,000 Muslims moving on the next election and we have been given the go sign as to who to vote for and when? What does that tell me from Prophet Noble Drew Ali? I'm talking about, I follow Prophet Noble Drew Ali. So this is what I have to duplicate because it worked for him. He put he put Oscar the priest in Congress. You know, he put Judge Black. Well, we talk about judges. Judges giving out crazy crime, crazy time. How about you get the judge that's voted in on the bench to work for you? How about that? Because we talking about money. Like Claude Anderson said, you got buy politicians. A vote is money nowadays, but you need the cohesiveness of the unity of the people to make it work. So in the census, on that census, it says Asiatic Moors. If you got 5,000 people in a certain congressional district claiming to be Asiatic Moorish, I'm telling you, they're going to come looking for you. How can we help you? Because guess what? They know that you're politically aware. And because you are politically aware your, their job is in your hand, period. So that's the that's the purpose of the census from a Morris science perspective. Now, the thing about it is, do we really expect this to be our savior? Heck no. Our savior is self. But because we live in this world that is predicated upon a political system that have oppressed us, I agree with Brother Sharif Bey said, and I never forgot it. I'd rather be the power than fight the power. 
just what it is. I'd rather be at the table as opposed to being on the table, period, point blank. And so starting with little city districts, going out into congressional districts, that's just the political plan. That's not the complete Morris Science. Morris Science Temple of America have levels. But the political plan is an aspect of the Morris Science Temple of America. And that's what I just broke down. So with the you, you talked about people not having to be a part of the Morris Science Temple to participate um, and do it. So let's say someone is in um, they're they're running um, and they got the signatures that's needed and they get in. How will the people who not a part of the Morris Science Temple, but they was a part of it to vote them in? How would they benefit? What's the plans for the community at that point? If there's one already. Yeah. If so, so, so we got a we got uh, an auxiliary that I've been working on that I'm gonna roll out this year. It's called the Alliance for Political Accountability, where anybody can be involved. And the Alliance for Political Accountability is going to tell you that you are accountable for your vote, and you are accountable to make sure you get the bag back to your community. I'm accountable to you. You are accountable to me. Now, what do you think is good for your community, sister? Do you think this liquor store on the corner or we get the bag and all of these ran down row houses? We put the young men to re- to back to work to rehab these row houses and put some after school programs in these row houses. Half of the half of the after school programs, they try to, they got to get the children all the way to maybe five or 10 miles away. They got to get on. the Like, come on. Oh, we got a free after school program. Where is it? But we got a bunch of abandoned buildings. So. Boom. We write the proposal. We get it down legitimately and we start to place trade schools dotted in the community with the bag. Now, the the trade schools that are dotted in the community are built by the people in the community. They learn to trade while rehabbing the houses, rehabbing these ranch. They they own by the city. The city can give them away. But we need a representative, you see. And so when we talk to uh, uh, and we talk to the D-boy, we talk to the D-boy on the corner and we said, bro, listen, see, I, I go on the corner every day. Bro, listen, listen, you might want trap for the rest of your life. You might want bust your gun for the rest of your life. But I'm almost 100 percent sure you don't want your little mans to do that. So, bro, we need you to sign this because what we're going to do is we ain't putting no playground here. We're putting some tech classes up in here. We're going to fight and get this bag and we're going to bring this thing back here. Brother, if I'm lying to you, I already know you're a gangster. Do what you got to do. I'm representing you. Now, now help me to represent you. And let's rock out. You see, that's how that's where I'm at with it. You see what I'm saying? And so now I'm the representative of the hood, the people's grand sheep. I'm going to make sure that this person that we uh, uh, come in contact with is going to get back what we uh, 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 demand. We demand that you bring this back. And if you don't, then, you know, we're going to phase B, whatever that may be. But in fact, we're going to bring back trade schools in the hood. And these, and like I say, to even get them built up, you, somebody can be learning to trade. Bring back little small businesses. 
I mean, the, I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't know about Texas, but in Baltimore, uh, 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 Mexicans don't cut grass like they used to. Mm. They didn't move on to hop to, 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 to bigger and better things. We need our young boys and girls to cut some grass. Get that bread. Because see what the Mexicans did, they cut the grass and they saved their money up. They lived together and then they went into home improvement and then they went from home improvement, you know, into building a home improvement company. And then they start buying houses as opposed to living in little apartments in areas. And so now they live together in houses. And so now if they want to roll out, see, this is how this is how other groups of people did back in the 20s. Back in the 20s and in the 30s, the Jewish person, right, he came in our hood and extracted everything out of it. He had the little mom and pop store back in the day. Yeah, back when I, when I was young, they still had them, Finkelsteins and all them people. They came and extracted everything out. When they was done and they sent all their children to uh, law school, they sent all their children to, to, uh, to go get their doctorates. When they was done, they passed it on to the Korean. And then the Korean took it. They extracted everything out, you know what I mean, as much as they can. And now the Korean is passing it on to the Arab and they pass it on to the Arab and the Pakistanian. You see, what, see, it's, it's gotta, we gotta break the cycle. So if on the, on the most basic level, if the Mexican ain't cutting no grass no more, y'all better jump on board, but somebody have to organize it. So in these districts, we organize and we execute. But the thing is, is that with the census, I know this is about the census, but all of this plays in part. Census is about a collective moving as one to bring the bag back. That's what it is for me. I don't I don't care about the plot of the oppressor. I know what it is for me. But that ain't the whole of what's going to save us. What's going to save us is entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? Independence. Economics. Economics don't mean that you're super rich know how to budget and balance money and utilize money for its to its greatest potential. And not only economics as it comes to money, the economy of life, the economy of people, teach people to be balanced in life. You feel what I'm saying? And so the census is very important for brothers to think that the census is not in the Morris Science Temple of America is sadly mistaken. Now, take it out the Morris Science Temple of America perspective. Is the census beneficial to us? Not really. Not really. Let me tell you why. Do the numbers. Many people like to say, and I heard more say, you know, we just got to use black because if we don't, it's going to take money from so-called black people. I don't know if you heard that argument before. And we just need to be cohesive with all black people. But let me tell you something. In any, the last year, the last 10 years, the 2010 census, if you go and take a look at where the money went, you want to know where the money went? Welfare programs. Yeah. EBT. Ain't nothing wrong with EBT if that's what you need. It went to EBT. Why? Because no one said we need the money over here. A little bit went to Pell Grants. A little bit. I forget the numbers off the top, but most of it went to uh, EBT and um, Section 8. And... Um, I think uh, uh, medical assistance. Now, we're not saying that you don't need these things, but you're talking about the whole bag and, 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 and what really what really helps a nation of people thrive is education and not much went to the development 
of an educational system predicated upon the success of the downtrodden? All of this, all of this writing in and all of this, I'm black this, I'm black power this, I'm you don't even have a representative. And so they take the money and just shove it into a government controlled program that if the sister get access to it, you got to move out, break the family up. If the sister get access to it, kill yourself with ramen noodles, shrimp. Oh, we got jumbo shrimp this week. Yeah, these the jumbos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they, they swiping that EBT like crazy. Eating, giving the children Kool-Aid, they're all up down they face, all down their face with Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, if that's where you at, that's cool. But it's not cool to stay there. You see what I'm saying? It's not cool to stay there. So all these people talking about that this that if we don't uh, uh, make a cohesive unit with our people uh, going by the term black, that it takes money from the so so-called black community. That's not true because if you look at the numbers, the numbers actually uh, uh, reflect that it goes into programs that really never helped us so basically the money will so the money because some people may be under the impression that if you vote you know you'll get the money but then they'll just send it so what you're saying is it do go to the community but it goes to the wrong places and that's so if right that, and so if that's the case with it being 2020 do we need to is is the goal to hurry up and try to get somebody in there or to talk to the position that's already no. there and tell them where to put it and if that's the case whose position Who's uh? What position is this that people need to talk to to get them to navigate it in the right place, brother? You can you can wrap up twenty twenty. So 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 basically, you got to shoot for twenty thirty. Okay, we need to organize and shoot for twenty thirty. You understand what I'm saying? See, the European think in fifty to hundred year increments. Increments. You know what I'm saying? So even with this here. He's already decided what he's going to do with this demonstration. You know what I'm saying? So we need to be a cut above. We need to be a step above the, 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 the finish line, if you will. So Moorish Americans, they should be aligning themselves up with someone who's aware of how this process works. In other words, we got to stop the buddy-buddy club. In other words, if you in the nation of Islam and I say, brother, I need you to get with this. You live in the same district. We need we need your signature so we can move on this. These are going to be the results if we can be successful in this. And you tell me, well, brother, no, I'm in the nation. You know, I ain't really rocking like that. We don't do the political thing. That's what's going to hold us back. You know, uh, no, brother, I'm a Hebrew, you know, uh, you know, we ain't with that. I'm like, come on, bro. And, you know, one thing we uh, we're just not politically aware too. you know, what I'm saying like we really think that that Europeans, we really think the European has done such a, a wonderful job of manipulating us that we really think that the European is in total control of this system. In fact, it's our system that he took control of. It's our system. This system, man, you know, I'm not saying that the laws in particular and great detail reflect how we live back in the day, but the structure, 
is originally ours from tribal structures. You see what I'm saying? That's where it comes from. It comes from tribal structure. But the European has done a wonderful job to convince us that we have no power. Let me give you an example, Brother Ben. When you look at me with this American flag in the background, right? And you catch a black power guy, he would say, man, girl, you got the American flag. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look at that. You more are sellouts. You got the American flag. My brother, have you ever heard the term capture the flag? You know what that means? It's very significant. In war, while everybody is fighting, there is one man or maybe two that goes and capture the flag. And when they capture the flag, there's another one that come behind them, and guess what they do? Boom. You ever see that flag where the army and the men got the American flag? Mm-hmm. They capture the flag. So I'm going to leave that degree to hang in the air in the spirit of my, my assistant brother, Akhenat and Salam Bey. We're going to let that hang there. So when you see this flag, don't be confused. Don't get it confused. We follow the prophet Noble Drew Ali to a destiny that's not uncertain nor unknown. We know exactly where we're going. And so back to the census, the census is important if you know how to utilize it. If you don't know the value of it, it's worthless to you. So 2020 census is gone. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Because guess why? You didn't organize from 2010. You didn't get no support, especially the Moorish Americans. You didn't get no support from 2010 to 2020. Don't cry in 2020 because you didn't get no support in 2010 and you didn't galvanize the people. Matter of fact, you didn't even know the effectiveness of the census. So you didn't even have the power to organize anyway. What you was going to tell people. That's just like Puff Daddy. Vote or die. Diddy. Vote or die. Sean Combs. Vote or die. But guess what? If it's not a collective vote to 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 grab the power structure, what point is your vote? What point is it? Your your vote is worthless if you're not trying to uh, shift the meter and grab the power. Your, see, let me tell you something. The Jewish people understand how to shift the meter and grab the power. See. I think the Jewish people are something that is good for study. The European Jew, they're good for study because they came out the Holocaust with help. Yeah, Let's not forget they had help by their European uh, brethren and sisters. They came out with help. But let me tell you something. They actually understood one thing that we fail to understand. And that is that if they can just put a certain amount of numbers in a certain area with their intelligence they can dominate the whole area through economics through economics if you feed the people that's what that's what Finkelstein's was all about the little corner store the moms and pop stores you go there and and, and the Asiatic the so called black person they ain't got money for bread go ahead pay me on Friday Oh, man, Mr. Finkelstein's a good guy. 
Goldberg is very nice. He lets me get bread till Friday. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so he begins to get the support. He begins to galvanize. Now, if Mr. Finkelstein wants to run for city council, guess who vote he got? Everybody. Everybody he gave the bread to. <laughs> but 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 like Marcus Garvey said, Marcus Garvey said this, bro. He said, after he was deported, he said, the Jewish person knows how to utilize the Negro for his benefit. And that's how he's going to be the most powerful person in the next 50 years. Now, he said that in 1929, 30. You follow what I'm saying? After he was deported. Look at it now. Mm. So, So what can we learn from that? If we are able to galvanize support in little pockets to move, and that's not the whole program. Like, like somebody see the nation of Islam and say, oh, brother, can I get a bean pie? <laughs> they think that's the whole program? Right. Are you tripping? Can I get a final call? <laughs> More, let me get a fez. <laughs> like, you fool, that's, that ain't the program. If we are able to galvanize people in little pockets, and be able to expand those pockets, that auxiliary of the main organization will be successful. Now, the nucleus of the main organization in my, uh, uh, where I stand, that is the Mormon Science Temple of America. So the political wing, the Alliance for Political Accountability is what I'm explaining to you right now. But then we got the educational wing, you know, whereas though it's the educational program that every temple start with homeschooling as we develop Within this year and the next few years, every temple developed with homeschooling. Why homeschooling? Because we know how hard it is to try to branch out in this society. Our money funny. We ain't got building. Ain't nobody donate nothing. You know, they you forget about that. You can you can run your cash app all you want. Ain't nobody. Yeah, okay. You better go get it from the mud. So 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 what do we say? We have a temple. We can use the temple for homeschooling. All the sisters in the temple are smart enough to carry the gods, to carry God's possession with them. Why are they not smart enough to educate God's possession? It is what it is. So, boom, we start that in the temple. Boom. The men, we build in businesses on this side that finance go towards to expand. You know, so we got the political wing, we got the educational wing, we got the workers wing, and we also got the wing to advance on technology. And the next upcoming thing, you know, uh, 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 I seen you put out the phone call uh, uh, when something ain't right on your joint. It comes, and this is, but see, what you doing is what the temple and those who said they are part of an organization should be doing, expanding their horizon to go to the next level. And this is what Prophet Noble Drew Ali's teaching is about. I don't know what that other stuff them people talk about. But Prophet Noble Drew Ali is about not fighting the power, but becoming the power. Mm. And so with that plan uh, that you have, is the plan to, okay, we got these different plans and things of that nature, is the goal, I mean, to get somebody who's representing every single city? Because, yeah. you know, when you talked about, you know, they need education, they need after-school programs, every city is going to be different. So it's the goal to educate the people or, you know, maybe a leader or something in every single city to run and got everybody backing him or her? Right. 
So so this is how it goes. And, I, and I'm speaking from a Morris Science Temple of America perspective. Remember that. But this can work with anybody because Morris Science Temple of America teaches is a universal teaching. They can work with anybody. Um, you know, it's been put in a box by um, those who are really. I don't know, Internet based. I, I, I don't know. It's been put in a box to be misrepresented in so many ways. But long story short. In the Morris Science Temple of America, it works like this. So Prophet Noble Dwali set up the Morris Science Temple of America and home office headquarters was in Chicago and remains in Chicago. Every temple connected to home office in each city around the country should be representing this thought that I'm unfolding to you. Now, from a Morris Science Temple of America perspective, if there's a temple in every state throughout the United States, then there should not be one so-called black African-American or Moorish heir that don't know this message. And if they don't know it, that means you ain't working. And that means you don't know it. So guess what? The prophet said that there's going to come a time where it's going to be new Moors to come in and sit you old Moors to the back. And we're not saying grab you by the hand. We're going to outwork you. And so in every state, a representative that understands this program spearheads it. Now, say, for instance, if we in North Dakota and there is not a Morris Science Temple of America and nobody interested in joining the Morris Science Temple of America, but they like the program of Alliance for Political Accountability, of which I just explained. So many people ask me, Brother Ben X, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace. During the time of the Prophet Noble Durali, there was members of the Morris Science Temple of America, and there were what we would call sympathizers of the Morris Science Temple of America, and there were people within the ranks of the Morris Science Temple of America that never became a member, but they worked the program of the Morris Science Temple of America. See, when you look at Oscar the Priest that became uh, uh, one of the first Asiatic so-called black congressmen after, after the construction, he never was a member of the Morris Science Temple of America. But he worked for the Morris Science Temple of America. Mm. When you look at uh, uh, Blackwell, uh, he became a judge. He actually was a member of the Morris Science Temple of America. When you look at uh, the Alderman Anderson, he was never a member of the Morris Science Temple of America. Though he made statements that say Prophet Noble Drew Ali is going to bring us bring us to victory. But he never nobody can prove they was official members. So what am I saying? That this can work with anybody with a clear understanding of what we're trying to do. It's nothing to do with you becoming a Moorish American or a Muslim or none of that. It has something about you getting your earthly salvation. And that earthly salvation is better homes, better cars, more healthy food, and a more easy life 
on this planet Earth while you are here. That's that earthly salvation. So with what you just said about 2020, uh, uh, somebody on here at David says, why should I or should not fill it out? This is on uh, Facebook. So what you say in 2020, we might as well not even, you know, fill it out at this time and just wait to 2030. I don't I mean, I don't see the benefit at this time because we're not organized. Nobody is organized around even in the Morris Science Temple of America right now. You know, some people putting white on there. Mm-hmm. You want to be white. You know what I'm saying? Like and and they say, yeah, because white is with the designated uh, of North Africa. And yeah, the European decided that those people that inhabited North Africa was white. But what they was referring to is what they own, was their own people that migrated to North Africa. And another thing that you have to understand, if you say that you are Moorish American, the prophet never said that our race was white. So why would you be putting white? Because the European, see, the prophet said we suffer from the institution of slavery. And he said that we suffer from the principles of slavery. So, 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 so peep this, brother Ben. The principles of slavery is like this, right? The principles of slavery would have you not to call yourself black, Negro, and colored. But you do everything else that you say that these labels represent. Mm. So the principle of slavery would be, I'm not calling myself black, but the European says that those people of North Africa is white. I'm going to call myself white because the European said it. You see, the prophet already redefined back to the essence what your original name was before you even knew that race meant something unique as we come to see in the Morris Science Temple of America. So the Prophet Nobudrali comes to you and say that your race is Asiatic. But you think that the European is smarter than the Prophet. So you go with white. You think the European who says, you got a choice, you black African-American, you uh, 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 Native American, you this, that, and the third. But you say you follow the teachers of the Prophet Noble Drew Ali. Prophet Noble Drew Ali, now, he's to, to, to me and to uh, uh, countless Moorish Americans, he's supposed to be the prophet of God. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just, just indulge me for a second, Brother Ben. This is the prophet of God. To a Moorish American, this is Moses. This is Muhammad. This is uh, 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 Jesus. To the Moorish American. Yet, he says to you that your race is Asiatic. But you say, in directive such and such, such and such, they said anybody of North African is white. So, 2020, it's a wrap. Because you got those conflicts that have yet to be resolved. You know, but see me, I mean, honor to all the Moorish Americans and honor to everybody that's doing this liberating work, no matter where you may be, Hebrew, nation of Islam, whatever. But to me, 
Man, I'm all about the next generation, the young, unborn, and the willing. I ain't fighting with no more. I do it on Morris World TV, you know, to hope that I can um, get some of the young, the unborn, and the willing to move on this divine plan of the ages. But in fact, I don't expect these old Moors to turn around. They've been doing this for 30 or 40 years. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if anybody, see, I'm, I live in Baltimore, man, and so I've seen, I've seen uh, dope fiends uh, which we would call them addicted to heroin. You know what I mean? And man, it's a sad sight. That is a hard thing to break. I'm talking about that's a hard demonstration to break. And they usually arms blow up. Y'all got drug addicts that that uh, deal with heroin. Their arms blow up and et cetera, et cetera. And they be trying to find another place to shoot. And the body is so resilient, right? Oh, praise be to Allah. The body is so resilient. The body is shooting out pus. Stop. They go in their toe. They do in their eyeball. But the body is telling you, stop, stop, stop. Now imagine that multiplied by a thousand with the mental slavery we have. And you've been practicing not only this mental slavery, but you have intermingled it with Morris science. I'm not really going to waste my time with that. I'm going to keep it a buck because we got young people and we got people that is fed up and is tired of the lack of work as it relates to being a Moorish American. And so that's who I reach out to for. So according to the census in the next 10 years, if you want to have access to the bag in the next 10 years, you should be organizing this year. How many people, how many numbers can you get? How many text messages can you send out? And who is going to run that auxiliary so you can keep reminding them? You know, we need reminders. Who going to keep reminding them for the next 10 years? We got this coming up. Nice to see you still around. Who going to keep the numbers up? Who's going to manage that? You see, because that's what the Democrats do. Mm. That's what the Republicans do. They keep managing the people. They keep keeping the people aware, keeping them alert. That's a lot of work. Right. See, that's a little bit more than getting on Facebook and thumb thugging. That's a little bit more than that. You know what I'm saying? To go and build a school with your bare hands, that takes a little bit more than filling out a piece of paper and saying, this is my uh, my declaration or my constitution. I'm a Moorish American. Like, that's goofy. Like, in fact, we're going to either build this or we're going to be oppressed by it. Mm. So let me ask you this. With that being said, um, do you think the the only way to really achieve this uh, for our people, well, no matter what we call each other, is for us to really agree? Because if we got a group of people saying white, then we got another group saying black, then we got another group saying Moorish American. I mean, where, where do they determine the money goes? Because these are all these are three different spots. Exactly. So so my thing is this. If we understand this, that. Whatever you call yourself, okay, if you want to be white, you want to be black, fine. Let's look at this program that we're putting down. Who has the best program? Do you want to go with the program? Call yourself what you want. But if you live in this district, if you live in this district, see, they're looking at the, the self-identification of the one who writes in. What I'm looking at is the numbers. Can I get your number? You follow what I'm saying? 
They can look at, if you want to call yourself white, you want to call yourself black or, or whatever. Even the Chinese person in the hood, the Vietnamese person, I need your, I need your signature. Mm. I need to get this bag back to us. Can I get that? See, at this point, it's about the program. It's about the program that is going to get us to the bag. It's not about we 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 can fight over identity on Morse World TV. We can do that all day long. But when we hit the ground, nah, we need to go and, and see if we agree on this structure and this program. I like that. You follow me? Yeah, I, I like that because I said a couple of weeks ago, well, I actually been saying almost a year now, you know, we always talk about unity. And uh, we need to come together. And I say we do come together. We come together when we go to parties. We come together when we watch a basketball game. We come together when we watch a football game. But I think our problem is we don't know what we're coming together for. We say let's unite. Okay, we can unite for a award show. We can unite for, you know, to go smoke. So we can unite. But I think the problem is when it comes to the Hebrew Israelites, the Moors, the nation, the Christians, whatever, we don't know what that common goal actually is. So when we come together, the only thing we can come together for is to talk about, you know, which one is it? Is it God? Is it Allah? Is it this or is it that? But if we can say, all right, the goal is school. So if your thing is media, you do your media for the school. The goal is this. So if your thing is law, you do the law for this. If your thing is, you know, contract work, then you do contract for this. So everybody got a common goal. So I like that idea about, hey, it's just about the program. Forget the differences because we're going to always have that. But if we got that one program, get behind this particular program, and then that's how you know we push it. So I, yeah, I, and, and brother, I don't mean to cut your wisdom. And that's the original Prophet Noble Drew Ali concept. And this is, and how do I know this, bro? When I look at the old records of Prophet Noble Drew Ali with Temple Minutes and see what's going on in the temple, man, you had people walking in participating. They ain't have no bail L on their name. Like when you read the minutes, right? The minutes will say uh, such and such Bay did this. Such and such L did this. We're talking about doing the time of the prophet. Then they said such and such sung a song. Such and such gave a speech about this. That showed me that unlike today, where in some Morris Science Temple of America, and I bet you you probably can agree with this with NOI too, that if you're not up in ranks and that's to each his own that now nah, you you not you not uh teaching nobody over this demonstration but sometimes i don't believe that anybody should teach these lessons no but they should also feel at home mm-hmm. they should feel at home i'm gonna tell you something bro this will happen right no matter where i go i don't know if it's because i'm to Hawker bay or not because i i don't know what that stuff means for real but uh man I went to, um, and this is the feeling that our people should feel. I was uh, uh, um, at the mosque in Baltimore uh, um, with uh, Dr. Wesley. You know what I mean? And um, so I'm in, I'm in the cut. You know what I mean? You know, brother, talk about, talk about. I'm in the cut. I'm just trying to get the message. You know what I'm saying? And uh, brother Carlos Muhammad, he pulls me up on stage. You know what I'm saying? But the point that I'm making is that, you know, this is why I said, you know, if I offended anybody, I apologize, man, because I get treated like family. I don't get treated like, oh, that's a moor. Oh, we got moors in here. Oh, he in there spying. Man, I get treated like family. Man, I go I go to the upper room in, in the mosque. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 
This is what I'm saying. In some places of religious persuasion, we ostracize our people and don't even know it. And our people is our greatest resource. As we move, whether it's political, economical, or any other facet of life that is going to get us ahead. And so that's what I represent. I represent being the grand sheik of the people. I need everybody to get involved. When I make a call, I need everybody to get involved. And after this coronavirus, man, we taking over Baltimore City. We've been planning for the last year or two. We taking over Baltimore City. And so any Moorish Americans in here uh, uh, and you from Baltimore, and no matter what group you're with, um, it's time it's time to bring it together and get it right. I know NOI going to be with me. Without a doubt, brother, you know, I get, you know, I get a, a, a text every time NOI ready to do something from my brother, uh, 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 my brother, <laughs> every single time, brother, every single time. So I already know where we're going with this thing. And that's why another thing that I'm going to be doing is uh, I just put a text out on Facebook, man. Uh, they they going to have to get somebody else. I'm going to have to get somebody else to go back and forth with this nonsense because I, uh, <laughs> uh, after this corona, I, I'm, 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 I'm out of it. I'm, I'm gone. I don't have time, man. You know what I mean? Like, my son ain't going to be looking at me hooping and hollering right. and say, that's how we do more science. Right. Get him. And now he 16, he hooping and hollering. No, nah, we ain't doing that. Yes, sir, you man. Know, well, I definitely appreciate you coming on, man. Any other thing that we miss is, uh, that you want to touch on uh, when it comes to the census? Yeah, I want to say this. I'm explaining the census from a Morris Science Temple of America and a Prophet Noble Drew Ali's perspective as I've studied it. And in the census, is no different than a vote. When the Prophet Noble Drew Ali makes the statement that he has 3,000 Asiatics to move in, in, in unison in an election, I look at the numbers, and he's talking about Oscar the Priest for the U.S. Congress seat. Oscar the Priest got into that Congress congressional seat by the way of the Moors. So this shows you what can be done with numbers? Now, right after he got into that seat, all H-E-L-L broke out and Moors started infighting, wanted to remove the Prophet Noble Drew Ali because they thought that they could do it better. But let me tell you something. Prophet Noble Drew Ali just gave us the blueprint. And now we must produce more from the blueprint than what he did in the blueprint. In other words, ain't nothing lost. Everything that the Prophet Noble Drew Ali did was an example of what we must do. So if he moved 3,000 people to put people in political power to get the bag to you and to get your rights secured, then that's what you must do. Whether you believe in the system or not, get behind somebody that knows the system. For instance, I know the system, but am I the best one to be sitting right there with, with Billy Bob and, and, and Jack uh, uh, Rosenberg? No, I'm not. But we're going to find one that is. 
We're going to find one that is. And until we can find one that can represent us and have loyalty and fidelity to us, then guess what? We do what Claude Anderson say. We get our money right. We get our numbers up and we influence that you do this or you get out the way and we get somebody else in there, period. And so the census is represent represents that, that a collective group of people can have access to the wealth if they have a representative to bring it back to them. No representative, no wealth. They will distribute it any and everywhere. They're going to distribute some to the lottery. They're going to distribute some to one like one year in Baltimore. They gave the whole city trash cans. <laughs> Everybody, they gave them all trash cans. I tell about now, the whole city, they had to do something with the money. They gave the whole, and I don't know if that came out the census money, but what I'm saying is that when they don't know what to do for the money, two things are happen. One group of people would say, uh, we need we have this certain amount of group of people here, like in Jewtown, for example, here in Baltimore and Jewtown in Baltimore. It's a place called Jewtown. Real talk. Jewtown and Jewtown in Baltimore. They are the type of people. They're so shrewd that they have people in places that can find money to make sure that it's reallocated to their district. So the Jew person of of, of, of of Jewtown, he goes to all these city hall meetings and he finds out that they got budget right there. They got budget right there. This money not moving right there. This is public information. This money not moving right there. Can we allocate these funds over here? They got a, they got a public school in Jewtown where ain't nothing but yarmulkes running around. Number yarmulkes. They, they took over a whole neighborhood. They call it Jewtown. This is a public school where if you're in the district, you can put your child in that school. But guess what? You don't want to put your child in that school because you know what they're going to be influenced by. You see what I'm saying? But this is a literal public school. This is the Prophet Noble Dry Lee program. This is yours. This is yours. So, boom. They allocate those funds. We got this school here. We got these lawyers office here. We got these programs here. Let's reallocate these funds so we can put a hospital here. That way we don't got to travel over 15 to 20 minutes for an emergency to go to St. Agnes. See, they Jews. They ain't going to no St. Agnes or Mercy. See, those Christian facilities. See, but they, but what they do is they say, we need a hospital here. And our business community will put up this much and we asked that the city to put up this money. They said, well, y'all didn't already spent all the money allocated to this district. Well, let's see what we have in other districts. Boom. Let's reallocate the money and send it here. And now in the, in the Asiatic neighborhoods, the roads are ran down. The school ain't got no AC. The, 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 the houses are, are falling out of place, et cetera, et cetera. But the Jewish person is reallocating. And so in Jewtown, they got a full operational hospital. Full, they ain't even got to leave out Jewtown. It's the only, the only community in Baltimore that has a full operational hospital in the neighborhood. Anybody else? They better go to St. Agnes. They better go to Mercy. They better go to John Hopkins. They better go. That's right. But the so so this is the purpose of understanding political activity. And if you don't want to get the bag, that's fine. Don't get the bag. But if you 
are politically aware, just know that the auxiliary, the Alliance for Political Accountability, is going to be rolled out around the country. And people need to understand this program so we can have access and get ours. But again, I got to say this in closing. Again, this is not what we think is going to redeem us. What's going to save us as a group of people is a part of that program. And a part of that program is coming together and working together with a constructive program. Moorish Americans and anybody in our community need to understand if you don't have a point A to point Z program, you're going to fail. It ain't no, let's come together, man. We need more schools. You ever hear you? I know you, you on social media, you hear it all the time. We need more schools. We need more of this. We need, now first what we need to do is organize and look at a program, a structure that is going to birth these ideas. Other than that, we just talking heads. I ain't it. We can talk heads on Morse World TV on Ben X, but when it's time to put the rubber to the road, we need a constructive program. And we need an organized group of people with a little bit of staying power. Our people don't have no staying power. I'm trying to tell you. You join the Morris Science Temple of America and get in a little argument because the feds is red or the feds is burgundy. You out of there. <laughs> nah, see, that Moors like like purple feds. They forgot all about the program. You know what I'm saying? And so we need some staying power. So, Brother Ben, I appreciate you. The census is really about a collective number of people getting access to the bag. But you have to be aware in order to get that. I, I got two more things for you. I'm going to let you go. My last you thing. You ain't going to let me go. Okay. Well, the last thing uh, since, you know, the 2020, we kind of behind on that. What should we be doing? And I know you kind of talked about saving self and, you know, doing for self homeschooling, but go a little bit deeper into what we should be doing uh, until 2030 to ensure that we good and can make it to 2030. This, this, this is what I want everybody to do. If they are serious, what they should do is, and I'm not, I could care less if you follow me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I, but no, this, this is what I'm saying. Because once I roll it out, I want to be able to follow me on social media. So when I roll it out, that you'll be privy to the program as it's rolled out. Whether you want to do it with us or you want to take it and use it in your city to galvanize the numbers to get the bag, it's going to be written out. And so as of of now, there is no concrete way to roll it out on a podcast like this at this moment. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is once it roll out in the fall, you know, the website come out, all the information that the bells and whistle that comes with it, you'll be alert and you'll know that it's there, you know? And so my thing is, is that first thing people have to do is understand the structure of the program. The structure of the program is you need a, a block captain. The black captain is going to be the one to organize two or three people to go around to make sure people know that this program is being rolled out. And again, it's going to take finance. It's going to take organizing and maybe throwing a little bit, few dollars in that so we can get some flyers. We need to shake hands. We need to introduce ourselves to the neighborhood. 
You know what I mean? We need to get the support. We need to grassroot this thing. You see? And so that's what I'm saying. When I say follow on Instagram or follow on what's name, I could care less. My, my work is my work is on the block. You know, but I'm just saying, if you want to be in tune with this program, when we roll it out, the moment that I put up the website in the fall, you're going to be good. You're going to be in the know. And then we'll be able to organize around the country, just as I've done with the Morbid Science Temple of America. And you don't have to be a member of the Morbid Science Temple of America. All you have to do is say, you know what? I know we can do better than this. You know what I mean? I'm going to still pop my bottles. I'm going to still roll my L. I'm going to still, I don't know if they still call them L's, but you know, I'm going to still do that. But I think Brother Tahaka got a serious program and I need to look into it. You know what? Sign me up. I ain't giving you nothing, but I want to look into it. And that's the beginning of change. And in the meantime, let me say this, in the meantime, in between time, I say each and every one of our people need to try to find an organized group that is predicated upon our liberation. And I don't care what group that is. Whatever group that you can be comfortable with, the, 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 the world is not built on individualism. While you think that joining the nation or joining the Morris Science Temple of America or joining the Hebrew Israelites or the Christian church, while you think that is clubism, you have the Italian people coming together for their greater good. You have the Polish people coming together for their better good. And everybody in this country that's from a foreign country, they come here not knowing one another, but they come together for their greater good. The Pakistanians, the Indians, you know, and Pakistan and India, they have war with each other. They beef with each other. When they come to America, they best of friends. They selling pizza with each other. Mm. You know, the Mexicans, as well as those in uh, Venezuela or any other country south of the border, under the circumstances in their natural environment, south of the border, they're beefing with each other. But when they come here, they stand out in front of Home Depot together. <laughs> yeah. And so we here, too. And if we're here, too, we need to get access to what's ours. We've been here the longest. You know this Al Rock, no? I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> So, man, I want to end it off, man, because I don't know if you've been noticing on the podcast, I've been doing a little music review, and I know you musically inclined. So since hey, I bro, got, you, you got bars, though. Hey, no, no, this ain't, this ain't going to be my song. This is going to be another brother's song. His name is Q Nice, and his song right. is called Back on the Road, man. I want to get your thoughts on it. Here it is right here. All right. Got you. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's perfect, AJ. It's Q Nice, nigga. Oh, I see why they mad. Bill, this is important. Uh. Look, I've been chasing the bag. I don't fuck with them, so I see why they mad. Yeah. Look, I've been chasing the bag. I don't fuck with them, so I see why they mad. Yeah. Look, I've been chasing the bag. I don't fuck with them, so I see why they mad. Yeah. Look, I've been chasing the bag. I don't fuck with them, so I see why they mad. Yeah. I've been chasing the bag, I don't fuck with them, so I see why they mad, yeah. Look, I've been chasing the bag, I don't fuck with them, so I see why they mad, yeah. Look, I've been chasing the bag, I don't fuck with them, so I see why they mad, yeah. Look, I've been chasing the bag, I don't fuck with them, so I see why they mad, yeah. I see the hate in their eyes, they say they 
support me, I know that it's lies. Uh, if you don't like me, that's fine. The life goes on, there's no need to cry. Uh, they say they don't fuck with me, but they be watching me, nigga. It's no need to lie. Uh, man, I be working so hard when I blow up my nigga, just don't be surprised. Uh, oh my god, this shit is cracked. Tell the DJ, can you please run it back? This for the people that chasing the sack. Once I move forward, ain't no looking back. Uh-huh. Bitches be on me like one of my tags. Once I hit baby, you gon' get attached. Go. Ain't talking Apple, but bitch, I'm a mad. Yep. Watch me put the W on the map, nigga. Look, I've been chasing the bag. I don't fuck with them, so I see why they mad. Yeah. Look, I've been chasing the bag. I don't fuck with them, so I see. Okay, so that's uh, that's uh, that's Q Nice, man. That's Q Nice right there, man. So they sent in their into uh, they music in, and that's my first time hearing it. So his name is Q Nice. Back on the road, man. What's your thoughts on it? Ah, Q Nice, <laughs> Q Nice. Is Q Nice watching? No, I don't. I don't know if he's watching, but he gonna see the review though. All right. So let me say this. I think Q Nice uh, uh, got got style, and I think he got bars. Mm-hmm. One thing, I'm he going to say I'm an old man or whatever, but one thing, <laughs> you know how they do. But one thing that I noticed is that um, that song would be more powerful if he reflects, if, if it could reflect his lyrical skill. He got the skill, but he's not uh, expressing it to its fullest potential. Mm. So it's a lot of part of the track where I'm chasing the bag. Duh, that's why they mad. Uh He's saying the he's saying the hook so many times, like he he got enough potent bars where he could cut that down. Yeah, that's what and I was say thinking. Some, I and think say it's some too long. Sur- yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I think I think he need to cut that down and put that fire that he put into that verse, you know, in the same sequence of that. That's my only critique. Cause uh, I my I know they probably say oh he cuts it and then and that man listen. Uh, uh, I was in here today. Uh, 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 earlier, I was the Grand Sheik was listening to G Unit. We are here, <laughs> bro. You're gonna get the run, bro, 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 bro. It's going. <laughs> so now nah, I I understand that one thing about the one thing about I try to teach in the Morris Science Temple of America is not to look at people and forget where you came from. You know, there was a time, like I told you, man, I was a B this, I B that, and, da, 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 da. and and another thing is, is that the European designed this language. So he dictates what's a curse word and what's a legitimate word. <laughs> Think about it for a second. Right. So, and we have, yes, they can be offenses. They can be offensive under circumstance, circumstances, and they it's a certain point where you can find yourself being inappropriate. But the essence of the truth is, is that this European, he manipulated and designed what's offensive and what's not. So when I look at art, I don't look at it from the from the from the perspective of that. Oh, he cussing or she cussing or then I don't look at it from I look at the art form and the art form. And what I just heard is only thing I would say was cut down the hook and give us more of that fire. Yes, sir, man. And where can they find you on social media to follow up with you? And you can find me to Bay everything. That's it. Tahaka Bay, everything. Tahaka Bay, uh, under Tahaka under slash underscore Bay. Anyway, just type in Tahaka Bay. I'm a big deal, Ben X man. Come on, <laughs> a big deal, man. I made it, brother. Hey, brother. But I need to ask you, brother. I want you to know, brother, that uh, uh, the 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 back and forth and all that that you and I had, brother. Uh, you need to know that 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 seriously, brother. Uh, my intentions is not to offend anybody. And the Prophet Noble Dry Lee always teaches that whatever you do, 
dare not to descend to meanness. See, there's a certain level, a certain line, whereas though you can express a point, but go over the line to be mean. You know what I'm saying? Now you're in the line of being your oppressor, that lower self, mm. that devil. You know what I'm saying? And so to you and the brothers of NOI, uh, man, and, 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 and my brother Malcolm Flex, salute to Malcolm Flex, brother. Man, man, listen, man, this is why I love my brothers, man. You know that brother picked up the phone and called me, man? Yeah. That brother picked up the phone and called me. That's what brothers do. Picked up that phone and called me. You reached out and you you text me. You get in contact with me. And you tell me, you come on it. Brother, I ain't really liking this one, brother. <laughs> you get me with the <laughs> you get me with but brother, that's what brothers do. And so from this point on, man, they can they can they can keep that, man, because uh, I ain't really interested in um descending to meanness. I'm trying to get into my God degree. I'm trying to get into God's self. You follow me? Yes, sir, man. Well, I appreciate you for coming on, brother. Uh spending your almost two hours with us, man, and uh hope to do this again on uh any relevant topic uh that I feel that you'll be good at uh heading on the show. And and appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. Peace. Yeah, man, I think that was a good show, man. Um, I think it was a lot of knowledge in there uh, for those who don't know what the census is, et cetera. And if you guys would like to support me, uh, Brother Ben X, you can do so via Cash App, dollar sign Brother Ben X, and understand that uh, uh, the shows will be uploaded, the audio, the full audio will be uploaded to Apple Music. I'm sorry, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera. And if you would like to uh, get text updates from me and have a more intimate relationship with me where we can text each other back and forth and I can let you know when I'm live and I can let you know what type of topics we're going to be hitting this week, you can text PEACE to 214-833-7781. Text PEACE to 214-833-7781. I thank everybody for uh, tuning in, sharing, and commenting. You have a blacktastic night. Peace. Hey, family, listen, I know COVID has messed up some of our vision and some of us, our vision for our family and our future looks a little blurry, but we want to help bring the vision back to 2020. We want you to be able to see the success and everything that you plan for 2020 to be. We want to help bring that vision back. So we have a crazy bundle for you going into Black Friday. This bundle, we got Purpose to Profit, which is a full course that's going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product and that product into a profitable business, six-figure business from scratch. We're going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product. We're going to teach you how to market, how to scale, how to productize. We're going to teach you how to test. We're going to teach you how to package this product so that you can be able to take it into the marketplace to be able to do great things. Not only with that bundle, you're also going to get Private Banking Blueprint where we teach you how to build your own banking system. Yes, you heard me, your own banking system. And guess what? Guess what? It's only going to be for $368. Yes, you heard it. $368. You're going to get an actual physical copy of the textbook of Private Banking Blueprint. All of that course together for $368 all the way up until Black Friday. If you want to move on that bundle, go to visionbundle.com. Visionbundle.com and take action today.